evening, Steeler fans. Welcome to Wednesday night here on the Steel Curtain Network. And if it's Wednesday night, you know it's time for the Curtain Call podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Here with me, as always, Shannon White. Shannon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Just uh, was waiting on the show to start, and, and we was having some fun talking before the show, and we'll be talking about that here in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, not too, not too far in here. Um, we're do- today's show is called What's Left on the Steelers Shopping List, and we're going to take a little time here with the main signings of free agency. We had a lot of signings, a lot of stuff go on. We're going to look back, say, what's left on the Steelers list? And where should they where should they try to fill these holes? As we're getting a clearer picture of what the needs are going forward, what's going to be a draft pick, and who do we think the Steelers should still like fill through free agency or with, you know, whatever scraps they can find at the end. Uh Shannon, we're we're gonna start, we're gonna start with the offense. Um and we're gonna start with quarterback. We're gonna start with quarterback. This team doesn't really have a number three quarterback they've never gone into a season with just two uh is one of the least important positions right now if you look at the two in front of this guy <laughs> with, with kenny pickett and mitch Trubisky. do you think the steelers should go take a late round flyer on a quarterback or do you think this is a position where you can just go undrafted free agent camp bodies let them fight it out or even sign like a cheap veteran well it kind of depends on how the draft falls but they do have two seventh round picks and there is a couple guys that I think might fall into that seventh round, kind of like a Brock Purdy last year, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant range. Uh, we've talked about, you know, Stetson Bennett from Georgia or Max Dugan from uh, TC. I mean, there's some really guys that would, I think would be really good clipboard holders, but have a little bit of moxie to them that can yeah. come in and, you know, maybe offer you something if, if you're forced to go, with the third string quarterback in the game. If you get to that point, it's 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 a bad situation. But I think those guys could come in and and uh, offer something. So yeah, I wouldn't mind to see him take a seventh round flyer on a guy, but uh any earlier than that, no, I'm not interested right now. Yeah, I it would be interesting to me if you took kind of that uh young quarterback kind of guy and developed to develop into Kenny Pickett's backup. We only got Trubisky for one more year. Right. And unless you're going to go after next year and sign a veteran to, to back him up, I think at third season, Kenny Pickett's going to be fine. So I could see them going, getting a guy like that, kind of developing into that number two and possibly, you know, a guy who could eventually trade out from there if he got good enough. You know, you, you, that's that's never a bad situation. Uh, those low round quarterbacks sometimes pay off like that. You might have seen it. And I might have missed it. I try to keep up with current events, but <laughs> I'm sure that there's been so many teams, you know, trying to talk to Mason Rudolph, bringing him in, you know, they're interested, but I'm not seeing it. I, I keep missing all the stuff on Twitter with people saying, you know, he visited here and he's talking about with this team. Have you seen anything? I have seen nothing from Mason Rudolph, um, which is again, like, seriously, that's a third round pick. That was a third round pick by the Steelers and, and nowhere. Nobody wants to like he he's he's nowhere. And you look at the film when he played, he wasn't that bad. It's just nobody is gonna sign that player. They're nobody's interested. It's yeah, crazy. I, it's, it's, it's funny how the 
it seems like other teams are saying what I've been saying all along. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, even though that that's all we heard last off season was Mason Rudolph's going to get a shot. He's going to, you know, he's more familiar with Canada system. And, and I'm like, nope, 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 no, not want Mason Rudolph in there. Everybody yeah. knows that that understands what an NFL quarterback looks like. So I think the NFL spoken. <laughs> do, you, do you think he has a job next season? Do you think he's on a roster 2023? Man, just looking at the teams that even need a third string quarterback, you know, there's some guys that I think are more interested in him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round this year. So, you know, he might not unless somebody gets injured. Wow. That would be something. That would be yeah. something from uh, from on paper in a competition to start for the Steelers to out of the NFL. Yep. That would be crazy. Uh, moving on from quarterback, running back. I'm gonna, we're going to slide fullback into this, too. Uh, do you see the Steelers going anywhere? Running back, fullback? Or do you, th- you think draft pick? Do you think they? Do you think the Steelers are gonna go out and specifically get a fullback? You know, we kind of did a show similar to this prior to free agency. Yeah, and it's always good to do multiple ones. You know, before free agency, after free agency, after the draft. You know, and if you'd have told me they'll look at another running back, I'd be like, nope, not a chance. And I think I said that. Mm-hmm. Don't need one. Maybe bring Benny Snell back, Anthony McFarland. Yeah, I, but I now, you. but now look at how they're committing to this run-heavy power football time of possession. What they did so good them last seven eight games last year, and looking at this class of running backs, I don't see anything out in free agency that intrigues me. But boy, this class of running backs looks good, and that's why I wish the Steelers had a fifth and a sixth round pick because there's yeah. going to be some guys in that middle rounds that is going to come in and can do a Jalen Warren. Now, the Steelers lucked out. I mean, yeah, they, did. they didn't. Jalen Warren wasn't even the priority undrafted guy. That was the other cat from uh, Duke, I think. Yeah, we don't even remember his name. I can't even remember his name. But nope. Warren was a steal. He was a hidden gem. But what's that running back from Pitt today at his pro oh. day? I can't say his last name, so I will not attempt it. But he... <laughs> You know, ran almost like a 4-4, 41-inch vertical, left foot project, and he had a big season for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. But he's being projected down in the middle rounds. So, you know, hey, it's all about adding weapons and talent when you can. And with the the needs the Steelers have, run back's not a high priority. But if you can put a guy like that in there, uh, they would have to consider it. Yeah, I, I looked up his name, Israel. Uh, starts with an A. Uh, yes, last yes that's him. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have, I, I'm not going to try that one, but wow. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I could see it now. I, it's starting as other yep. things have gone, especially with the guards. Yep. Man, I, if this team is going to roll three or four guards deep with those run blockers into the season, how how much would it be value to have a Willie Parker? You know, even even if it's not Willie, you know, not yeah, not as yeah. good as Willie was, but that kind of just straight line, hit the hole with speed, kind of a guy to be behind Warren and Najee, who are both smart, harder runners, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Just have a guy who could boom burst, who who you know we we kind of hoped 
Anthony McFarland could be, but he he wasn't. Uh, that kind of a player, man, would be phenomenal on this team. Give them some big play threat. Give them to to augment the 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 steady running we get from Warren and Harris. When uh, you struggle to score in the red zone, it's mm-hmm. always good when you can score outside the red zone. So <laughs> if you have those, if you have those guys that's got that explosiveness that can give you splash plays, hey, give me more of them. You know what's amazing to me though. This is a little off topic here. Well, it's kind of on topic. Is the Steelers were great when they got in real close. If they were within like two, three yards, yeah, yeah. they're good. If they're out, if they're like four to like 25, they're in bad shape. If they're that <laughs> far away from the goal line, it's like, we don't know how to play football anymore. Yeah. But if we could somehow just, if you could like get a penalty, get something, a lot. George Pickens makes a huge catch, something, we will be great. Then we're good. We're got, we got it. We're good. Uh, so yeah, we, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, fullback. You can give me the answer on the fullback. Yeah. Well, again, I want Connor Hayward and H back because I want all the weapons on the field that they can have. And I think he can be used in such a variety of ways in Canada's offense. And I think he could definitely be an improvement as a offensive threat at fullback. Maybe not be quite the blocker. That what is, but still, not that they use him that much anyway. Uh, his special teams value is more important to me than his offensive uh, value. But there is a guy, and it might have been you that mentioned him, from North Dakota State or South Dakota State. It wasn't me. There's a, there's a fullback that's coming out of college that is projected, I think, around the fifth round. Uh, and he's another one of them guys. Uh, I think it's... Uh, where's uh trey lance from he's from that same college yeah uh but it's one of the dakota states but anyway uh he you know he's a real versatile guy that has a you know a really varied skill set and you know on this team if they don't pick up that third running back we were just talking about you know getting a guy like that would be a a real upgrade uh over let's say what Derek watt offered would you, would you have Connor Hayward be your fullback and give him some runs? Oh, he can run the ball. He can. I mean, you've seen it on tape at Michigan State, mm-hmm. and then he had that one sweep uh, late in the game, if I remember right, or reverse against the Raiders. Yeah, he had the the yeah he had a he had a jet sweep that ran well. Yeah, and yeah. he had a like a what's H back counter yeah. play where he ran inside. He he can't he run the ball. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So you're you're going with, with the throw. I I could see the Steelers not getting a fullback, but it's I don't think you can use Connor Hayward as a fullback. Like you can in a like we're gonna line him up at fullback and and you know how it's it's not but he's not a real fullback. Right? No, he can play fullback. that no. he can line up there, but that he's not a real fullback. But he's not um, a tight end either. For me, if they want to do this power heavy, if they're really dedicated to running between the tackles. You need a fullback. You need somebody who can do the job. And that that's, I mean, you find someone who can be a special teamer and be that fullback and run up there and block some people. Uh, I think you'd have value in this offense. There are so few of those players left. But I'm, just, I'm disappointed. They're not there. I'm disappointed in you, GV. Yeah. I, thought I, I thought I really taught you something last week. But we got a guy named Nasty Nate Herbig. I know. 
And if you want to go power football and you want a big fullback, I got one for you. That's all I'll say. That's all. Okay. I know I'm, I'm not opposed to that. So see, see, I'm okay with that. The thing is, if you're going to have a fullback, you need a real fullback. I don't want an H back pretending to be a fullback anymore. Like that's, I don't like that. All right. We got to move on tight ends, tight ends. We got three. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we brought back Zach Gentry. Mm-hmm. Are you making any moves at that position, or are you set? Well, one of the reasons why I want to move Hayward, because, again, Hayward, can, you can put him on the depth chart at running back. You can put him on the depth chart at tight end. So you could conceivably still pick up a tight end. This is a great class of tight ends. Yeah. Even if they don't get a Darrell Washington or a Kincaid or a Meyer, all these guys that I've talked about, I'd like to see early in that with that 30 second pick. Mm-hmm. There's guys that's going to be fourth round, uh, just going to get pushed down that would normally be a first or second round pick, but it's just such a deep class. But they, that kid, Kuntz, is, is a monster. He's he's big uh, as Gentry, but he's big as that. You know, it took a while for Gentry to build his body, but Kuntz is a much better athlete. The Gentry, a much better receiving threat, and he is a really good blocker. So there's a guy, you know, there, I that's why I'm all for trading back and picking up an extra couple of picks in the third and fourth round because there's so there's going to be so much talent there. Yeah, I, it's te- that's that's a tempting thing. That really is. Uh, you want a lot of mid round picks in this draft. Uh, three in the top fifty is not bad. That's not bad. Uh, but I but want man, more. A bunch of third and fourth rounders would be pretty good too. I'm greedy. I want yeah. more. <laughs> I saw today that they uh, were talking about uh, uh, Levis. Is that his name? The quarterback yep. out of Kentucky, maybe falling to 32. Oh, please, please let that happen. Because if that happens, there's going to be teams that's going to want to trade up. Yep, to, to get him at the top of that second round. And you'll be able to take calls all day. Oh, that's what I'm saying. All day. All day. Mm-hmm. Boy, they could really maybe get a good haul out of that 30-second pick. So, I hope one of them quarterbacks does fall. <laughs> all right. Uh, wide receiver. Steelers still don't have a wide receiver three. We got more tight ends than we do wide receivers. What are you doing with a wide receiver? I actually have an article getting ready to come out. Well, it's it's not it's, – it's been submitted, but it'll be next. I got one tomorrow. But it's about how the Steelers can, you know, strengthen this wide receiver group. Because, again, that was another one when we talked before free agency. I said, Steelers are fine. They're fine. But the more I've looked at it, Deontay Johnson is not reliable. He's not a true number one. Pickens has not proven that he can be a number one. Talent-wise, but he has to show the work ethic and the dedication to prove his footwork and his route running. Then when you get to number three, it gets shaky. I mean, you you know, we think Anthony Miller can still play, but can he stay healthy? Calvin Austin's never even stepped foot in a, a preseason game. And you got Gunnar Osowski. So, you know, there's some guys that I mentioned, because everybody's talking about the first and second round guys. Yeah. So in this article, I talk about, uh, I won't give everything, but I talk about Miles Boykin. And what a great value he is and how he needs to be retained, brought back. 
I brought, I mentioned three guys in the middle rounds that the Steelers could really look at and improve their receiver room. And the last thing I mentioned was being, you talked about it a couple weeks ago, bringing in Heinz Ward to be an assistant offensive coach. Now think about this GB, two things. He can help with that receiving room because when you got a guy of his stature, he talks, they listen. Yep. Secondly, he can help be a passing game coordinator for Matt Canada and assist him on what he needs the most help at. And he would also bring back the part of that stiller culture and legacy that has left the building since guys like Ben and, and the Super Bowl winners are no more. Yep. So that's part of that article. But I, I, like I said, last time we talked, I was not interested in receiver until maybe the fourth round. But now, looking at the stable, you know, maybe third or fourth round, and there's some intriguing guys in there. All right, see, I, I've taken a different stance here. Uh, recently, if you listen to my podcast earlier this week, the uh, cutting room floor, I brought up a guy that I think could play a lot of snaps in the slot. And I'm going to bring up a couple guys already on the team that I think are going to get some snaps in the slot. Uh, one is Jalen Warren. Najee Harris mm-hmm. and Jalen Warren were on the field a good bit together last season. And toward the end, mm-hmm. they were increasing the number of two running back sets they had. Mm-hmm. I, I expect that to continue. And Najee Harris can run some routes. Jalen Warren's not bad either. Mm-hmm. They had some success putting those guys in the slot. And Jalen Warren did a fantastic job on a jet sweep uh, from lined up in the slot yeah. with Najee yeah. Harris in the, in the backfield. You can do some stuff like that with this team, especially if you're going more run-oriented. <clears throat> that can create some issues because, obviously, matchup matchup issues are created by who, who are you putting on the field if you see the Steelers mm-hmm. trotting out a set that has two running backs, mm-hmm. right? Who are you – what personnel package are you putting out there with that? Uh, another one, Pat Fryermuth. Zach Gentry's back. He's your inline tight end. If you come out in two tight end sets, you can put Zach Gentry in the slot. You put Zach Gentry and George Pickens on the same side of the field, that's rough to deal with. That is really rough to deal with. And if you're trying to deal with that, you got you got Deontay Johnson over there on the other side of the field with no help, you know, slipping off for short routes. But you can put Connor Hayward in there too. I, I so both, I there's like four guys. But yeah. the problem is there's only two receivers, and neither one of them is a sure thing. Nope. I, I agree mean, with you. You know, so to, to me, there's nothing in free agency that it – that I find intriguing. I looked over the list and I'm like, "Mm." but there is a few guys there at the draft and they need to think about the future at the very least. So I would, you know, again, but I keep, we keep talking about draft picks and they only got so many. So that's why I'd like to get a couple more, but I I do like (laughs) some, uh, some options that are available out there. Yeah. I I see. I think wide receivers dropping down. The last one is Connor Hayward. We saw at the end of the season, he is a really good receiver in the slot. He is a dangerous little weapon there. I would love to see the Steelers get him more involved. More involved out there. You, I mean, you think you're running a screen pass out there. You got Connor Hayward in the slot blocking for you. George Pickens out wide. Come on, run a screen behind that. That's going to be some fun to watch right there. Uh, and I, I like it. I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, I, I imagine things like, a five, like you, you go two running backs, 
two tight ends and a wide receiver. You got George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth, Connor Hayward, Jalen Warren, and Najee Harris. You go five wide with that group. Mm-hmm. You can put them all out there and be like, yeah, you think we're in a power set? We're five wide. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you putting on Connor Hayward? Mm-hmm. Who are you putting on? You know, Najee Harris. Like that would be a lot of fun for. I think that could have a lot of potential. Uh, the last group on offense, we got to get to them here. The offensive line, and we're gonna break this into two sections here. Is center a real pick option for the Steelers in the draft? I read something really interesting today. I can't remember the young man's name. It's last name Smith. Uh, the and I can't remember. He's from Minnesota, maybe. Oh, you don't believe? Um, let me look I, that I up. Think, Go ahead. You I think it's, it's, it he's from Minnesota, but he is a very versatile player. Uh, they said they think he's the most pro-ready interior offensive lineman. And, I mean, he looks really, really good on when you watch him on film. I'm starting to think, and I read the article today, the guy was talking about that Cole signed through this season because he signed a two-year deal last year. And not that they're necessarily trying to replace Cole, but you can actually draft somebody for him to mentor because they're looking at Smith and Avia from, uh, I think it's TCU, the two top centers. They've already had visits with both of them. Mm -hmm. So obviously they're interested, even though they got all these guards, they, I'm not saying they're trying to upgrade from Cole, but they might be trying to bring a guy in kind of like Mike Webster, you know, his first year, he didn't start at center. Yep. And, it, you know, you they eased him into that because there's so much communication and leadership and stuff that has to, you know, you have to learn uh, and to be part of that group. Yeah, John Michael Smith. There is some guys that these two guys that they're talking to, at first it didn't make sense, but it really does because that way if Cole leaves after next year, you have your replacement ready. He's He's learned under a really solid fundamental player in Cole. And it, it makes some sense. So, you know, everybody, we've, we've all been looking at tackles, but the Steelers are still looking at interior linemen. So, Well, interior offensive linemen are much lower paychecks, much yeah. lower investments yeah. in money and in draft capital than offensive tackles. As I say, like, if you're at 17 and someone falls, like a, like a Paris Johnson somehow mm-hmm. falls to 17, like you run up and grab him. Yeah, you you yeah. run up to the podium and you take him. Otherwise, man, deprioritize offensive tackle. Make do at offensive tackle. And I think what we saw in a lot of years there where Ben was safe was he had Ramon Foster, he had David DeCastro, he had Marquise Pouncey in between there. Yeah. And if he got pressure off the edges, he just stepped up into the pocket because yeah. yeah. those three had it locked down. And if you can step up into the pocket and you have room to move, in that pocket because your interior offensive line is creating that kind of space for you. Mm-hmm. Those edge rushers have a nightmare getting around that edge and back up. That's almost impossible to do. Even TJ Watt struggles when they have players that can step up. Yeah. Like that, if your quarterback can step up in the pocket, the edge rush doesn't matter as much. Interior pressure is debilitating. Yep. It, it'll destroy any offense. Interior pressure. Now outside, like you said, you, you know, you can escape. Or you can step up. There, it's easier to offer help to tackles, you know, because the Steelers tackles got a lot of help last year. Yep. Uh, at times, and 
But if that interior is soft, you're done. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Now to tackle, we kind of started covering it here. Uh, how? Okay. I'm trying to think of how to word this, but I'm going to go this. I'm going to go this way. What are the odds? Give me a percentage odds that your starting tackles for the Steeler next year are Dan Moore Jr. and Shakuma Korafor. To start the season? To start the season. I'll say 97 percent Wow. Because Tomlin doesn't like to start rookies. No, he doesn't. He eases them in. He, you know, he might be four games in, but he wants to ease them in. And I, I'm, I'm hoping the Steelers can get one of them top tackles. But, again, my realistic view is that maybe at 32 or if they trade back a little bit, they can still get DeWan Jones. Because if you look at the guys they're looking at, they're big boys. That Smith's kid is 330. Uh, Avia is 335. Jones mm-hmm. is whatever he is, 370, 360. They, they like these. They're, you know, Waddle's always like big offensive linemen. And so I think he really fits what they're wanting to do. But even if they get him, I'd love to see a core four and more battle it out at left tackle and then put Jones in if they could get him and, and you know, let him work through the preseason to see how it goes. But I just, I just think Tomlin will make him wait. I don't care who they get. Yeah. I agree with you there, and I'm I I've been saying this for years. I'm not high on the Steelers taking offensive tackles any at any point. I mean, you think of the tackles we've had. Yeah, Chukwuma Korfor is a third round pick, you know, and he's stuck around. He's one of the longest mm-hmm. tenured Steelers on the t- on the offense. Uh, you've got Alejandro Villanueva off the waiver wire, like <laughs> a, like a futures contract, right? Yeah. That's where we got him. Um, you had Kelvin Beecham, seventh round pick. How many Steelers tackles were nobody, no investment whatsoever in getting them. And then they worked out and okay, cool. That's fine. Uh, but they don't really focus on getting big names and talents at tackle. They got, uh, let's see, second rounders. They had like Mark, uh, Marcus Gilbert and Mike Adams. Both of them were to play right tackle. Yeah. Right. They're bigger. they, They go bigger right tackle even than left tackle. So yep. the odds that Dan Moore is over there at left tackle to me is pretty high. I know – I understand why people say Chukwuma Korafor at left tackle. All the all the numbers, everything, his physical profile, his film, everything says he should be a left tackle other than when they put him there. And he very quickly showed uh, – they very quickly put him back to right tackle. Uh, yep, because but, left tackle, he was terrible. But last year was the first time – I've ever seen him show any nasty. I know. I mean, he 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 blocked up to the whistle, and then he would get in some shoving after the whistle. One time, he, he jumped back and landed on a guy. Remember, mm-hmm. the, the TV announcers were like, "This should be a penalty." No, I mean, he blocked the guy. The guy fell down. And he just dived on him. You know, you that was yep. effort. That's extra effort that a court for never gave in the past. Yep. But I think Pat Meyer, his coaching. And having Daniels there next to him, I think it kind of brought out a little bit of what we've been wanting to see, that intensity. So I think that he deserves another shot at left tackle, at least at camp, and maybe early preseason, um, especially if they do get a guy like Juwan Jones in the draft. All right. Well, 
We need to take our break. That's going to finish our talk for the offense. When we get back, we're going to get into the fun, talking about the defense. We'll be back right after this break. And we're back. We just finished up talking about the offense. We're getting to the defense. Shannon, I'm going to jump right into it. Defensive line. We brought back. They brought back Ogunjobi. We said they should. We've got DeMarvin Leal. We've got some young guys in Isaiah Loudermilk. Uh, do the Steelers have any real need for a defensive lineman? Definitely. See, I think you got Cam Hayward, who's still, you know, near the top of his game, but you just never know when, you know, it's starting to decline. Yeah, I thought it had happened earlier in the year, but that's because he didn't have TJ around and, you know, the whole defense was struggling, but when TJ came back, Hayward exploded late in the season, mm -hmm. you know, because the effort's always there. But always. If, once he starts to lose a little bit of what that extra little bit of quickness that helps him get back, you know, penetrate and get those sacks, I think he'll slide inside more full-time like Alulu did. See, Tyson Alulu was a bust in Jacksonville for all intents and purposes. Coming to Pittsburgh, had a career revival late because he switched to more defensive tackle, nose tackle. You know, he still played some in for the Steelers, but not much. And I see Hayward's career going that trajectory. So you got Okajobi, who has been injury prone. I, I'm really glad they brought him back. Behind them, you got Adams, Travis Adams, who was a journeyman at best. You got Loudermilk and hasn't even proven he's a journeyman. Yep. And then you don't have anything. So to me, right now, one of the biggest holes that I'm concerned about is they need beef inside. Now, I talked about Tomlinson uh, out of, from Minnesota Vikings, but he got signed by the Browns for crazy money. And the mm -hmm. stores were not going to even offer him anything close to that. But there is still a few guys out there in free agency that they can bring in with experience, you know, to, to help. Because, but I think they're going to have to use a, a – first, second, or third round pick on a, a large, big-bodied tackle. Uh, because if they if they could add two more guys to that equation and leave Adams and Loudermilk as developmental projects, I think they'll be okay. I See, I've been watching a lot of draft talk, and we're going more and more cornerback, wide receiver, offensive line, all these linebacker, safety now, all these positions are getting a lot of hype for early round draft picks. And I look at that defensive line, I say, man, that's, mm -hmm. it, I, to me, it's two years overdue. I, I was saying two years ago, they needed to go early in the draft, get themselves a defensive lineman. Uh, and I, I think they still need to do it. They mm -hmm. haven't done it yet. Uh, I'd love to see it. That's Andy Weidel does good on offensive and defensive line. Let's go out and get a mm -hmm. defensive lineman. Uh, we need someone to play the nose. Like you said, Cam Hayward, we're not he's not there yet, so I don't think this year uh, he's an answer there. Uh, I don't think you were trying to say that either. But, no, no, uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so we need someone to play the nose. And that's, well, you, and that's, a lot of, you like Michigan. And Maisie Smith yeah, I like Maisie is, Smith. is an, a, really an incredible athlete for his size. I like so that he's going to be able to give you, not only is he stout and can stack, and, you know, an anchor, but he can give you penetration. Mm -hmm. And even if you're just bull rushing a guy. And he can easily slide over 
and you know be the next Cam Hayward. Yep. When, when you look at their athletic profiles, they're similar. Yeah. I mean, he's that good athlete. So he's not just a defensive tackle. He's more like a defensive lineman the way the Steelers use Hayward. So yep. to me, I, I do not like Brian Breeze or Breezy. I don't know yeah. how you say it, if it's Breeze or Breezy. But um, it ain't that I don't like the kid. He's just, he's just had a lot going on. He's had a lot of injuries and illnesses and, and everything and, and a lot of family drama and, you know, which is terrible. It was tragic, but it's just like to it. You know, I mean, I understand to it just didn't want to play no more. His heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And, you know, you have to do what's best for you and your family. But if uh, I already know that going in and I'm going to use the first round draft pick, um, I would look at Maisie Smith and then later on, uh, you know, maybe the that Dexter kid or um, shoot, I, sometimes I forget their names, um, you know, after looking and watching them. But uh, there's some guys there in the late second, third round that would be a, a really good upgrade for the Steelers. All right, I'm going to move, move straight to – I agree with you, Maisie Smith. Maisie Smith would be amazing. Um, well, I'm going to combine both outside and inside linebacker because it looks like we have our starters. Mm-hmm. Right, we mm-hmm. signed two inside linebackers, uh, Holcomb and Roberts. We've got Watt and Highsmith behind them. We don't have much, and more than that, even we don't have any special teams players. Mm-hmm. We've lost all of our special teams players, right? So, for me, uh, number three linebacker, outside linebacker, number three inside linebacker, special teams, where, where do these fall on priorities for you? Well, it wouldn't be a, a big priority of, as far as the edge, if Bud Dupree will, you know, can pass the physical and and can work out something with the Steelers. We're not hearing anything. First, I heard yeah. he was in for a visit, and then I heard he hadn't visited yet. So I don't know what to believe. But the, as we've talked before, if if he can come back at this point, I think he understands that it's a great opportunity to rebuild his career. Be that third guy, be fresh, come in, you know, going up against, you know, tired tackles and, you know, really show what he can do uh, if that knee's completely healed and, uh, you know, some other hamstring issues he's had. Um, So I'm not as concerned about that. If they don't get, you know, don't look like they're going to get this deal worked out. I wish they'd do it before the draft because if they don't get it worked out before the draft, they need to look at a few guys available in the draft. But right now, I haven't really been paying much attention to that because uh, I keep expecting Bud to be back. Yep. But now, as far as inside linebacker, I'm very happy with our main three. But there's something that just happened with our safety, Terrell Edmonds. And I don't know if we want to talk about it now or talk about it later. But what happened with... We're saving that for a bit. Well, what happened with Edmonds leaving... Uh, my article that's posted in tomorrow is about how that Edmonds leaving is going to impact what the Steelers do at inside linebacker in the draft. They definitely want another inside linebacker. Now, there's a guy in the draft that I think is the best off-ball linebacker in this class by a wide margin, and to me, that's Jack Campbell. I am pounding the table. You know how it was about Creed Humphrey. Yep. Every year, there's a guy or two that... That's how I feel about Jack Campbell. I believe that that is a football player, plain and simple. His four six five was 
solid enough. Uh, but his explosive measurables were off the chart, top of the class. He, you know, the vertical, the broad, all them explosive metrics, he has it. And if you watch him, it's a joy to watch him on film. He He's just so physical. And he way he goes to the ball reminds you of watching the, the greats from the past. He just has a nose for the football. He doesn't take a false step. As I said, he reminds me of another Jack, Jack Splat, Jack Lambert. And especially wearing that black and yellow there in Iowa, he reminds me so much of Lambert. But I'm afraid that he's a pure buck. You know, he's a buck linebacker. Well, Roberts is a buck linebacker. He's yep. undersized, you know, on height, but he is a buck linebacker. Holcomb has the movement skills. He can play Mac. And Robertson, I think we don't know yet what his ceiling can be because he can run around a, around a 4-6. So I think he can be fast enough to play either position with his instincts and aggressiveness. So therefore, I think because of the guy we lost in the secondary, that the Steelers are going to miss out on Jack Campbell if he's there to take a guy like Trenton Simpson from Clemson or a couple of other guys I mentioned in the article that are more Edmonds shape and size and speed and try to replace what they lost with a linebacker. I do not like that idea, but I'm afraid that's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, to me, I, one, one last follow-up question here. Uh, if Bud Dupree doesn't resign, if he doesn't come back, and you go into the draft with the two linebacker rooms exactly how they are, uh, would you expect a higher pick to be spent on the outside or inside linebacker? Steelers, Steelers love their edge guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a, you always know if there's an needed edge, it's a high pick. Or if there's a guy that falls, they're going to get him. I mean, edge is it. Because, because in that 3 4, you got to have them. And you see what happened when Watt was out and they could double team Highsmith. Steelers, what, you know, they get one second game. I mean, that kills the Steelers 3 4 defense. If they can't get Bud Dupree to return, seeing these free agency guys that they, you know, brought in in Holcomb and Roberts, it would not shock me at all because there's really not a lot out there in free agency at edge either now. It wouldn't shock me if the higher uh, selection was an edge guy. Okay. Wow. I, I would go inside linebacker. I, th- I think the inside linebacker is where they would take it higher. But I can see, I, I can see where you're going with that. Uh, second to last position we're going to cover here, cornerback. Yeah. Do you? What do you think is going on with cornerback? Well, if we've talked in the past, and this is something we, me and you both have said, going all the way back to before free agency. The Steelers need to draft a young, talented cornerback. They need a guy to bring in that could possibly be a number one down the line. Uh, Patrick Peterson is a, uh, at one time was definitely a number one. And now he is a very proven, experienced player who's going to be a great mentor. And I believe they brought him in for multiple reasons. One, we found out just recently that they're talking about playing him some in safety. And he's that smart. You know, Charles Woodson did it. Rod Woodson did it. And Mm -hmm. Peterson is that caliber of uh, intellectually and physically. So I believe he can come in and do that. 
that being said, you got to have the young cornerback for him to mentor. So I'm expecting in a really deep class of corners, I'm expecting the Steelers to use a first or second round pick on one. I'm, I'm still leaning that way. I think if things don't fall for it, I don't think we're going to see an Artie Burns situation no, where the Steelers no. just pick a cornerback yeah. anyways. Um, if the right one's there, I think they go for it. Otherwise, I mean, if, you, if you're thinking just this year, I think you can go into this year with Peterson, Wallace, you know, Witherspoon is kind of a wild card. What will he give you? Uh, Arthur Millette, Trey Norwood. Like, they're not worse off than they were last season. In fact, I think this. I think Peterson is an upgrade over what Cameron Sutton gave us last year. I know he's older, but just for this season, I think he's an upgrade over what Cam Sutton gave us. At least he would be if he can play like he did last year. He's an upgrade over Cameron Sutton. Uh, not a big one, but he is. He is. It's just Cameron Sutton is kind of on the ascend. Patrick Peterson is coming down. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's that situation. But I think for this season. He could be even an upgrade, but I think I think you're going to see it. This is a great year for cornerbacks, and I, mm-hmm. I think you will see a high pick used on that cornerback. I don't see them signing any more people to come in uh, after Peterson without the rooms they have. There's room for a draft pick there, but there's not really room for anything else. Mm-hmm. And that puts us at the safety position. <laughs> Shannon Sharp, do you want to you want you want to go first on this? Well, me and you both are disappointed. Yeah, you call me Shannon Sharp. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just accused you of playing for the Ravens. Uh, I I wasn't going to call you Mayock, but uh, (laughs) no, um, we're both disappointed that um, to see Terrell Edmonds leave. I don't blame Edmonds because it sounds like. It would come down to uh, the Steelers wasn't interested in him, really. And it's all about respect. Yeah. And uh, I almost had it loaded up where I could play R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You know, a little Aretha there, you know, when I said it was talked about Edmonds. But um, I wish him nothing but the best. He was a class player, person, teammate for everybody. Uh, and, you know, I, I respect everything he gave the Steelers why he was wearing the black and gold. Uh, That being said, I just could not understand it. I understand the Steelers wanting to get more splash plays, but what he offered as a durable and reliable guy um, is not as easy to replace. He's the kind of guy that you like, I really don't need him until you don't got him. And then you're like, well, man, we weren't giving up these 40, 50, 60-yard touchdown runs last year. What changed? Well, you didn't have Edmund Speed to run these guys down. You know, he, 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 the things that used to give the Steelers fits when they had Sean Davis and Mike Mitchell and them guys, that went away with Edmonds. But people forget, people forget tight ends dominating the Steelers and they had no answer. And at the time, they had guys like Vince Williams, Joe Bostick, uh, or, or even before them, they had trouble covering the tight ends. And, Edmonds, man, if, if they thought he didn't have a big first half, second half, Steelers put Edmonds on him, and that, that was over. It was over. There was a lot of value there. A lot more than two million a year. So yep. I thought for sure that, that they could would do a three-year, $9 million or something to make you feel wanted and respected. Steelers decided not to. 
And now they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. If, if the draft, there's, there's a couple of guys that kind of mind you of Edmonds. Everybody keeps talking about Brian Branch out of Alabama. He's a, a he's more like Mika, a small version of Mika. He's not big. He's very yeah. smart. He would probably give you more splash plays, but he's not physical. He can't play yeah. that box safety like Edmonds did. Uh, you know, Miles Killebrew can, but again, he's a step down, big step down. Um, if you draft a, um, that kid out of Alabama battle or the Illinois guy, Sidney Brown, I like Sidney Brown a lot. Uh, and he's a very physical, he could, you know, do a lot of what Edmonds did. But there again, you know, we have all these guys we'd like to see a pick used on, and they're going to have to use a third round pick probably to get him. So I think now you're going to have to use the draft pick because uh, they want too many guys out there in free agency. Rapp was one, Taylor yep. Rapp, but he just got picked up by somebody. So I don't know where they're going to go. I, I mean, it, it opened up a hole that they didn't need to have, honestly. I I did uh I talked about this a lot on my uh on the cur- on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. on uh Tuesday. I wrote an article that was out about it. Uh I think it just came out today or yesterday uh on on the Steelers free safety room. Um and I I'm really confused as to their priorities. When you look at the contract they offered DeMonte Kazi and what Terrell Edmonds took to go to Philadelphia. I wonder if when they say we offered him a contract, if they if they just offered him another uh, veteran benefits fourth-year contract, it's a whole thing. Last year, Edmonds got $2.5 million, but he only counted like $1.3, something like that, against the cap. It's the new veteran benefits, and part of it is if a player has played for your team for four years, you can give them an even better veteran minimum contract. Yeah. And that's what they gave Edmonds. Then you can do it again the next year, right? And it's a little bit – it's like a slight improvement over the one before. Uh, but they have to – sign. I believe – I could be wrong on this. They have to sign it before their contract ends. It's basically a fourth-year player extension mm. kind of a deal. And I would bet you that's what they offered him. I would bet you that's what the Steelers offered him. I cannot see – if you look at the contract that DeMonte Kazi guy got – I cannot see Edmonds choosing uh, a contract that is a, a year less, a million a year less, and has a million dollars less guaranteed just to leave the Steelers when he wrote, incre- like, he's writing all these glowing things about the Steelers as he's leaving, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's not, like, he's not he's not showing any anger. He's not showing any animosity. He's, he's openly talked about how much he loves playing with Minka Fitzpatrick. I, I can't imagine they gave him a good offer and he turned it down. That I want to start with that. And what doesn't make sense to me is if you if you look at the other stuff, I'll try not to go and do it too far. The week that Edmund was was out and Kazi was there, Demonte Kazi is a like 5'11", 175 pounds. He's not your strong safety. Nope. And when it was Minka Fitzpatrick and Demonte Kazi at safety, Minka was the strong safety, and that meant Minka was in the box. Minka was in man coverage on tight ends. Darren Waller actually had a good game against Minka Fitzpatrick in man coverage. Minka was – Edmonds, honestly, I think Edmonds is a better man cover guy than Minka Fitzpatrick is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I – and I I could be wrong there, right? It could be Minka, but they're close. They're close. Either way you go, it's close. 
But let me tell you what, when you've got a choice between Trey Norwood back there help and backing mm. up Minka Fitzpatrick or Minka Fitzpatrick back in zone to back up Terrell Edmonds, I know which one is better. Yep. They had no problems. Minka Fitzpatrick is up in man, you throw deep. Derek Carr was throwing deep bombs all day. And even when he wasn't completing them, the weather, all that stuff, Steelers stepped up and made plays. Minka wasn't back there. He was back there for – and some of the few snaps he was back there, he made an interception and broke up another pass when he was actually back in deep zone. But don't you think that they weakened two positions by making that yeah. decision? Because yeah. if you got to use Minka as a strong safety, you're limiting his effectiveness. Yeah. You're, you're basically taking your $17 million player and mm-hmm. saying you're going to be a $3 million player. Because at strong safety, he's roughly as good as Terrell Edmonds. Maybe a bit better, but not much. And if you're starting DeMonte Kazi next to Minka Fitzpatrick, then Minka's your strong safety. When you get to nickel, when you get to dime, you can do other things. We can talk about Patrick Peterson playing safety. He is not going to be in the box playing like Terrell Edmonds. No, no. He's not. You're not using him like an extra linebacker. You're not doing that with Patrick Peterson. You're not asking him to take on offensive linemen. You're not doing that. Mm -hmm. So if Patrick Peterson is playing safety, sure, that works in dime packages where he can be deep and Minka can be the robber, stuff like that. But who's your strong safety when there's two safeties on the field? Mm -hmm. When there's two of them on the field, who's going into the box? And if it's DeMonte Kazi across from Minka Fitzpatrick, it's Minka Fitzpatrick going in the box. And that's why he left Miami. Yeah. One thing thing I don't understand is we're hearing more and more about how the Steelers, everybody in the NFL wants uh, the hybrids. They want a guy who, an inside linebacker, he's not a bucket or a Mac, he's both. But he's also neither because he can do it all. Well, you know, Warren for the Niners, you know, maybe Wagner at one time, uh, Levante, Levante David. There's a few guys that you could say you could do that. Very few. Yep. So, you know, you're not going to find that guys out there. Uh, but I'm starting to think that the Steelers want to have that in the secondary, especially the deep secondary, and have guys that are interchangeable and they can move around. And they say, well, we'll move Peterson over here, son. Or we'll move Kazee, let him play the deep, because Kazee's really effective as a deep safety. But yeah. what I'm saying is sometimes – you're going to have matchups that you can't do that. Yep. And they need that box safety, and right now they don't got him. That's why uh, one of the players, one of the players I think is getting a little more attention to the Steelers. Uh, I know right after Edmonds signed away, everyone was thinking Brian Branch to the Steelers. That doesn't make any sense for the role you're asking him to play. Mm-hmm. You're not going to draft Brian Branch and ask him to be Terrell Edmonds. That is not what he does. That's, any, that's that's That would be dumb. Uh, but his teammate, Jordan Battle, who was to Brian Branch in college, basically what Terrell Edmonds was to Minka Fitzpatrick on the Steelers, that guy makes sense. That's Mm -hmm. one of the guys that makes sense. There's a couple of guys that are mid-round guys that kind of make sense there. I still question, is that worth, you know, you're you're still paying those guys close to what you would have paid Edmonds. You know, you're, you're still pretty close there. Uh, and you could have used that draft pick on something else. I, I, I'm not okay with 
Edmonds being gone. I'm still working that out of my system, as everyone can tell. Uh, I think you're in the same place, Shannon. We're both like, what the heck yeah. are you doing? But I would like to see a Jordan battle. Um, the kid from Penn State, uh, Jair Brown, mm-hmm. he's another one that could work. You've got to get yourself a strong safety, though, who can man cover tight ends and running backs, too. They've had a couple of, of pre-draft visits, uh, and only one, you know, they've had a, quite a few, but only one safety. I think it's his name's Daniel Scott out of California. So when I seen that, I looked, and he's kind of a box-type safety. So I think they realized, you know, they said they are going to address it in the draft. Uh, so that makes sense that, you yeah. know, that that's one of their early uh, visits. One of the uh, – we got a comment right here. Uh, well, I talked about it, and I've talked about it in my article that's going to be uh, posted tomorrow. That's what a lot of people are talking about. Trent Simpson would be a good, great box safety or safety linebacker hybrid. And when Tomlin was at Clemson's pro day, he was drooling all over the kid. Yeah, and he he you could tell he was really interested. So I I'm concerned about that because I really I'm afraid. Simpson is a really great athlete, but he he looks and he reminds me a lot of Devin Bush. So that will let everybody know why it scares me. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, well, you, you think of guys that don't really have the nastiness to be a linebacker. Terrell mm-hmm. Edmonds is on that list. Yeah, You know, he had all the athleticism in the world, but he wasn't. He wasn't nasty. No. He wasn't nasty, you know. Uh, so you could. You, I could see that working. I would think it would be funny to go from three wide, three tight end. Wow, going all over the place. Three safety sets to three linebacker sets would be a would be an interesting change there for the Steelers. Uh, that that's I think I think our safety ran is good. I think we're good and done here. Um, I think we did a good job covering everything. Shannon, yep. uh, what what do you have? Do you have anything coming out to plug? Well, like I said. Uh... Tomorrow at 8.30, my article about uh, how, you know, it's a two-part series. The first part was how to upgrade the inside linebackers free agency edition, and this is the draft edition. And uh, so check that out. I think it's – I threw out some possibilities that maybe not everybody's talking about. I threw out a sleeper. So, you know, I I always loved that. You know, before I started trying to do my own research, I love when guys with sleepers – and that would get me interested and excited for draft. So check that out. And then I have my next article after that is how three maneuvers or options the Steelers have to rebuild, uh, or not rebuild, but strengthen the wide receiver room. Because as we talk, there is some holes there and room for improvement. I'm sorry, Shannon, I have to put this up. Uh, George Rice commented, when I saw Bush with the diaper wrapped around his suit on draft day, I was done. <laughs> uh, I didn't appreciate that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, as for me, uh, the Vertex uh, is coming out a little later this week. I think it should be e- either tomorrow or, or Friday coming out. Uh, it is on Landon Roberts. Uh, I, I did a lot on him. And man, I think I this is one of those evaluations I'm very confident in. I, I frequently look at different games. I looked at his game against the Steelers, and I looked at his game that was the highest-graded game by PFF for this season and the worst-graded game from mm-hmm. PFF this past season. He's the same player in all of them. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. He's the exact same player in every single one. I tell you with confidence, I think 
I, I know exactly what we got in this guy. Yeah. Uh, and it's not bad. It's a good. So check out that article tomorrow. See what we got. My opinions on a Landon Roberts. Uh, that's our show for today. Thanks everyone for being here. Thanks for the live chat. We've had great comments uh, yeah. today. People listening at home on the on the podcast side, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, as always, thank you so much. Your support is why we're able to sit here and talk Steelers every every Wednesday night. Uh, Shannon's in West Virginia. I'm in, I'm I'm in Pittsburgh. Like. We otherwise we wouldn't get to talk sports together. So thank you so much for your support that allows us to do this. Uh, as always, have a great week. And let's go Steelers.